0: This hour of Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Now back to Spears and Ali on 1490 AM, 94.9 HD Channel 4, ESPN Tucson. Hour number three of Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson presented by (laughs) Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team (laughs) at Nova Home Loans. Huge thanks to all of our sponsors here on ESPN Tucson. Oh, wait, that got out over the air? The <laughs> <laughs> Save a horse? <laughs> oh, man, Andrew, of course, is getting that ready for <laughs> for next segment. Uh, we got Saul Bookman from PHNX joining us here at 525. Oh, perfect. And then uh, we'll talk to Johnny Venerable from PHNX uh, coming up uh, after Saul Bookman to talk about the Arizona Cardinals and their next head coach. Uh Cardinals, they've uh they've decided to hire Jonathan Gannon. 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 Just like the uh the hip hop producer. But does Jonathan Gannon deserve this job? Probably. Well you look at what he did the last two seasons as uh defensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's that's the thing about the Eagles is they got all these free agents especially on defense going into this offseason. And they also have to fill their coordinator roles. Both their offensive and defensive coordinator are leaving. The defensive coordinator taking the head coach of the the Cardinals gig, and their OC is now the new head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. So the, the two teams who needed head coaches, they wanted to wait until after Super Bowl 57 to announce, well, we got a reason why, because they're hiring both coordinators. Of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I thought if uh, anyone that coached the Super Bowl was worthy of getting a head coaching gig, it was Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. And you know, Eric Bieniemy has been in this uh, this coaching cycle now for the last several years. Ever since that people discovered the, the, there's a, a, another beautiful mind. Pulling the strings of Kansas City's offense, besides Andy Reid, it's Eric Bieniemy, and and some teams gave him some interviews. He's interviewed multiple times for jobs, but never got the head coaching gig. And it's a little concerning to me, and I, I'm wondering. You know, there's of course there's more to it than we all know, right? People truly embedded in the NFL realm, they know about you know Eric Bieniemy and you know, why these other coaches keep getting other jobs. I'm always the kind of guy where the the best people should get the job. The most qualified person should get the job. And I think that, you know, Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator from the Eagles, I mean, shoot, you look at what the Eagles did this year, I mean, they put up historic numbers for sacks. I mean, we were talking about, at one point in time, they had the third most sacks in NFL history, both regular season and postseason combined. And they were just so dominant on that side of the ball. And then you get into the Super Bowl and the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line with their tight ends, chip blocking, with the tackle stepping up, Tooney at center, uh what was it Marlon Humphreys, their uh their big center? right there in the middle, or, or whatever his, his first name is. I know his last name's Humphreys. Humphreys is a, is a really good player, and he's one of the best centers in football right now. And so the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line, tackles, centers, guards, all of them, uh, the, the, the tight ends, they all stepped up and they blocked so well in that Super Bowl, and it really paid dividends. And that's all we talked about going into that game was Philly's defensive front with their defensive line, with Hassan Reddick at linebacker, those guys are going to find a way to get to Patrick Mahomes. And they didn't get to him one time. They didn't sack Patrick Mahomes once in Super Bowl 57. And so, you know, one could easily say, well, shoot, the the coordinator who everyone was lauding all season, he didn't really seem to step up in the biggest game and actually got out coached by Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. But the one thing... That makes me say that Eric, that Eric Bieniemy really deserves a head coaching gig. And I think that um, uh, Rustin Dodd, who covers the Kansas City Chiefs for the Athletic, he did a great job of pointing this out and talking to players on the Kansas City Chiefs offense who told them the kind of job that Eric Bieniemy did in the Super Bowl. So in uh, Rustin Dodd's story... The uh, the Saturday night before the Kansas City Chiefs played against uh, the Super Bowl. I think it was the, or no, it wasn't the, the, the game beforehand, or the night beforehand. It was the Saturday before, so I think it was during Pro Bowl weekend is when all that happened. So Eric Biennemi puts up a play on, while they're watching film. And this specific film was a Philadelphia Eagles game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Jaguars wide receiver Jamal Agnew was faking like he was going in motion and then he stopped. Rather than going all the way through in motion, he stopped, the ball was snapped, and then he reversed course and found a way to get open for a touchdown. And you look at that film, and the Kansas or the Philadelphia Eagles, every time somebody from the Jaguars got in motion. They overly compensated because they thought he was going to run all the way through. So you see the safeties start to come down a little bit, and they're like really cheating. They're trying to go all the way on the other side of the field, and then the Jamal Agnew, the receiver, stops, changes courses, and finds a way to get a like a flat or an out route, and gets a wide open touchdown inside the goal line. And Chad Henney, the backup quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, was studying film all week long with Eric Bieniemy and Eric Bieniemy pointed that out and said, that's that's our golden ticket right there. They bite all the time, every single time we put somebody in motion. And so if we change it up a little bit and throw them a curveball, they're not going to be able to do it because they're going to constantly over overcompensate. And sure enough, in the second half, <laughs> how many plays did Kansas City have that were just like that? They had a bunch, including Kadarius Toney's five-yard touchdown catch. Mm-hmm. So uh, Sk- Sky Moore also uh, had a four-yard touchdown catch as well in that game, and that's what gave Kansas City a 35-27 to lead. And Chad Henney said, and I quote, the enemy put it on tape and said, hey, like if they do this, this guy is wide open. It's man-to-man coverage. They're just trying to protect themselves from the jet sweep and trying to bubble over the top and get an extra player. But we faked the jet twice, and they didn't figure it out. And the person who was behind all that was Eric Biennemi, not Andy Reid. Now, I get that Andy Reid is a great head coach. He's a Hall of Famer. There's no doubt in my mind that Andy Reid is a Hall of Famer and deserves it because he's won at every single place that he's been at. But we also need to understand that there is more to the Kansas City Chiefs than just the Mahomes magic and the brilliant mind that is Andy Reid. Eric Bieniemy, he deserves a lot of flowers for the Chiefs and their success over the last several years. He's been the offensive coordinator for them now for several years, and they've gone to five straight AFC championships. Patrick Mahomes is an MVP in the regular season. He's also a two-time Super Bowl MVP. And yes, I get that Andy Reid has a huge hand on what they do offensively. But this isn't like... For instance, here at the University of Arizona, you know, Brennan Carroll, with all due respect to him, he's the offensive line coach. What's his official title? He's the offensive coordinator. But we know damn well Brandon Carroll's not the offensive coordinator. We know who's calling plays. It's Jet Fish. And I, I, unfortunately, I feel like people have this idea that Eric Bieniemy is not a brilliant mind. Chad Henney just told you guys this. He saw something on film that was a weakness by Philadelphia's defense and we've been celebrating them all year long, including me. Said Philadelphia's defense, the more I think about this game, I'm going to side with Philly to win it. And Eric Bienieme and that offense, the adjustments that they made not just going into the game itself, but second half, think about how dominant the Chiefs were in that second half. That's great coaching. Andy Reid is has a big responsibility for that. Eric Biennemi as well. You got to give him a ton of credit. And Kansas City, their offense, they scored pretty much every single drive that they had in that game. Uh, they didn't really make too many mistakes on the offensive side of the ball, and that's why I say I think Eric Biennemi certainly deserves a lot more love when it comes to these head coaching positions. And that's why I, you know, play devil's advocate here and I say, well, Eric Biennemi, he's been interviewed many times. Why isn't he getting the head coaching gig? Does he interview bad? Is he just a a tear? Does he completely drop the ball when it comes to the interview? I'm not really so sure, but I wouldn't. It would not surprise me. It would not surprise me one bit that Eric Bieniemy decides to step away from Kansas City and take another offensive coordinator position elsewhere. Hmm. Andy Reid. Said Eric Bieniemy deserves a ton of credit and made sure that he got his love, but f- from the outside world perspective, Eric Bieniemy really doesn't have any influence on the Kansas City Chiefs in their day to day operation. So I it would not shock me one bit if Eric Bieniemy decides to say I'm going to take another offensive coordinator gig elsewhere, maybe join a team that doesn't have the head coach so hands-on when it comes to the offense, and then I can call the plays, and I can show the rest of the world that I am, in fact, a great offensive coach. It seems like in the in this world, in today's age, offensive coaches seem to get more love for head coaching gigs than defensive coaches. Um, and I think that Eric bien deserves to be in the conversation to be a head coach, but he's got to prove it to everyone else that it's not just Andy Reid, and so we've we've heard conversations or rumors about Eric Bieniemy possibly going over to the Washington Football Team, or possibly, you know, taking over the offensive coordinator position for the Baltimore Ravens, or is Eric Bieniemy faithful in Andy Reid, and he says, you know what, let me just ride this wave out. Maybe Andy decides to call it quits and I become the next head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe he's been doing that this whole time, and then he keeps thinking that Andy Reid eventually is going to get to a point where he's like, ah, I'm I'm just kind of of over it. But if you're Andy Reid, do you want to step away? Like I know you have wife and grandkids, and you want to be around your family, but Andy Reid's been looking for something like this. He's been looking to become the next Bill Belichick and he's got he's got his guy. He's got his Tom Brady. He's got his Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes, he's 27 years old. He's got so much left in front of him. And I know that Andy Reid is a very selfless person, one of the the, the coolest guys you'll ever meet in football. But if you're Andy Reid and you have a this taste of a dynasty, don't you kind of want to get greedy and just see like <laughs> how far you can really take this thing? Because you got arguably the greatest tight end of all time in Travis Kelsey. You have a quarterback whose trajectory is greatest of all time status. And I know, you know Ali was giving me a hard time yesterday and saying, whoa, 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 that's a little premature now. But you think about like his trajectory and his plan. Patrick Mahomes, man, I mean, multiple MVPs, two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, five straight AFC championships. And he's doing it at just the young age of 27 years old. So, I don't know, man. I the the more I think about the the Chiefs' future, the more I think, you know what, Andy Reid, he's gonna he's gonna stick around for as long as he can, and you know what, I don't blame him one bit, not one bit. And with that being said, you know the Kansas City Chiefs, what are they gonna do going into this off season? Um, you know, right now it looks like they're gonna be just fine. You know, you got Chris Jones, you got Frank Clark on defense. You got Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, your offensive line. You drafted well. Uh, Pacheco was a seventh-round pick. Pacheco was a seventh-round pick and was a rookie. George Karloftis, their star defensive end, was a rookie this past year. So they drafted well, plus they have veterans who just love being a part of this. Kansas City Chiefs are not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, But who's going to really challenge them next season. I'm really curious to to see what team that is. Of course, on the AFC side, you got the Buffalo Bills, you know, with Josh Allen and, you know, all of those guys, they're going to be right back in the mix. Buffalo isn't going anywhere. Uh the Cincinnati Bengals, I think are going to once again be a really good team. Uh Joe Burrow just seems to get better every single year that he's in the NFL and the the Bengals have a product that a lot of people want to be a part of. Right when they went to the Super Bowl They have the receivers. They have the quarterback. They have everything else. They just need an offensive line. So they got guys from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers saying, hey, I'll play for you, Joe Burrow. I'll protect you. You got all these players wanting to sign up and be a part of the fun product, and Kansas City is kind of in that same mold. People don't hate them. They want to be a part of it. Um, But I think Kansas City will be really good. Cincinnati's going to be really good. Buffalo's going to be really good. Uh, Baltimore, what's going to happen with their whole contract situation with Lamar Jackson? Uh, that that's going to be interesting to find out. AFC once again is going to be really good, uh, but the big question is what's going to happen with the NFC? Is Aaron Rodgers going to stick around and play for the Green Bay Packers, or is he going to go and play for the Las Vegas Raiders? Another another elite quarterback added to the AFC mix, and so NFC. Hey, Dallas Cowboys fans. Be feeling pretty good about yourselves going into this season. Because, I mean, hey, the the Philadelphia Eagles, they got free agents. They got to replace both offensive and defensive coordinators. So even though the Eagles went to the Super Bowl and Jalen Hurts proved that he is an elite quarterback, still a lot of question marks for them. The Minnesota Vikings, Skull Vikings, Andrew. Woo! I know you're a big-time Vikings fan. (laughs) My whole life. (laughs) Your whole (laughs) life. But, you know, they showed... You know, they they were, you know, they had some uh some kinks in the armor too, right? You know, they were winning games, tight ball games all year long, and they kind of got exposed to the playoffs. Um NFC is very vulnerable right now and very up in the air at compared to the AFC. So if you're a fan of an NFC team, Feel pretty good about yourselves because I like your chances. One thing I do know for sure is that Mr. Doug Peterson is probably going to be getting a, a care package from Mr. enemy at some point in time, being like, hey, man, thanks for winning me a Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> it's no kidding. Seriously. <laughs> um, will uh, Double cigars, maybe some, some barbecue. Some Dougie P. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> some Dougie P. Don't well, Doug Peterson. No, no, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, cigars, um, I I don't know, man. I just I just think that Eric Bieniemy, going back to all of that, he deserves a head coaching gig. Yep. He deserves a head coaching gig, and it's just it's sad to see that, you know, you get these these guys who have a little bit of success. Like Jonathan Gannon had a little bit of success with the Philadelphia Eagles. Now I hope that he does well, right? Because when the Eagles hired this Nick Sirianni guy, they're like, who the hell is this dude? Why? How they find this guy? And they ended up taking them to the Super Bowl. So, it's happened before. the The W T F hires end up actually turning out well. But will this one turn out well for the Arizona Cardinals and Jonathan Gannon? I maybe would have rather matched up Kyler Murray with Eric Bieniemy and see what that w- would be like. But I digress. All right, coming up next on Spears and Ali, we've been talking football all show long. Let's continue this conversation and also talk about Kevin Durant being added to the Phoenix Suns with Saul Bookman from PHNX. Stay tuned. More Spears and Ali coming up next. Spears and Ali coming at you here on ESPN Radio. It was busy in the Valley this past weekend, and then, oh, the Arizona Cardinals decided to hire a new head coach, Jonathan Gannon, defensive coordinator from the Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, we all know the Eagles had one of the top defensive units this NFL season. And now the Cardinals have their new leader. So we're going to talk about the Cardinals' new head coach, Kevin Durant going to the Phoenix Suns, Super Bowl 57, Waste Management Phoenix Open. And the only person to talk about all those things with is our good friend Saul Bookman, head honcho over there at PHNX. And Saul, i got to say, man, the covers that you guys did on Radio Row this past week at Super Bowl 57 was absolutely fantastic. And to top it all off, you got Pat McAfee to tell Drew Brees to go screw himself. Like, hey, screw you, Drew. Oh, he Drew. didn't say that. Okay, he didn't, he didn't say that, but in my mind he said it. And then he went and joined the PHNX Cardinals podcast, which is unbelievable. Saw you were there to witness it all, to be a part of it all. How was last
1: weekend like at the Super Bowl? Man, it was crazy. It was very, very busy, uh, but a great opportunity uh, for us to to really get a lot of great guests in the fold, and uh, that's exactly what happened. It was just nonstop. I mean, really, uh, the way the way I look at it is, when you're at the Super Bowl, especially at Radio Row, you're just you're trying to herd cats and uh, trying to make things work that way. And so uh, we were lucky to be able to do that, and capped it off with obviously Pat McAfee, which was pretty dope.
0: So Pat McAfee, Frank Caliendo, You also had James Connor on the show. Patrick Peterson. Who else am I missing?
1: Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you said James Connor. We had uh, Rondell Moore, uh, Le- Leviticus Smith, um, you know, which is a, he's a backup offensive tackle for the for the Cards. Um, and then just we had Lee Steinberg, the agent on. We had, uh, you know, Solomon Wilcott, uh, Chris Sims, you know, and the list went on and on. It was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I, I'm not going to lie about that. Check it out all the
0: interviews from Super Bowl 57 from PHNX at gophnx.com or YouTube. And uh, saw people were wondering, hey, what are the, what are the Arizona Cardinals going to do with their new head coaching position? And they decided to hire Jonathan Gannon, the DC from the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, what do you make of this hire? Because I feel kind of bad for him because he knows damn well that he was probably at least the fifth or sixth option on the Cardinals' list.
1: Not necessarily. That's not that's not necessarily true. Um, he was the only problem was is that Monty Austinport. By the time Monty Austinport got into the fold, it was past the window where you could talk to any of the current. Um, coaches that are involved in the Super Bowl. So those coaches were off the table once, once Monty Austin for, uh, took, a, uh, took control. And so it's not necessarily the fifth or sixth option, maybe the fifth or sixth person that they talk to in, in terms of this whole process. But, um, I actually think it's a pretty good hire because, you know, I, I think, I think he bridges the gap between young and old. Uh, he's a 40 year old coach. Um, he's been around the game for a little while. Um, but you could tell he's got that, you know, that youthful, uh, vigor that you need to really, you know, uh, control a franchise. And as long as he comes in with a, a solid plan and uh, can structure things uh, better than the previous regime, they're going to be just fine. And I actually like this hire a lot. Mm.
0: So people are wondering also what's the what's the relationship with him and Kyler Murray going to be like? Uh, there's a video going around of, of him meeting up with Kyler in the the Cardinals facility and, you know, they dap each other up. They're excited to work alongside each other. And uh, they're going to need to make this relationship work because this is a uh, kind of like an arranged marriage. Cliff Kingsbury was hired, and then they went out of their way to hi- to draft a guy like uh, Kyler Murray. This one is, hey, Jonathan Gannon, meet Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, meet Jonathan Gannon. This is going to be a little bit more of an arranged marriage, but I think it could work.
1: Yeah, it just depends on who they get as OC. Uh, they they need a they need a guy that's going to come in here and be a quality uh, quarterbacks coach, somebody that can develop Kyler. Um, get him out of some bad habits that he developed over the last four years, um, and be able to to get him back to that elite level that he was he was at just a year ago. So um, it's really going to depend on who they get as their offensive coordinator. Uh, I make, I'm anxious to see that. I think that's almost more important than the head coach, to be honest with you, because if you get a good O.C. to come in the fold, um, that could change everything really quick.
0: So we're going to talk to uh, Johnny Venerable coming up here in just a little bit, but... Uh, have you heard, I know that Jonathan Gannon was literally just hired a few hours ago, but what would you like to see as the new offensive coordinator? And are there any names that you've heard of?
1: Um, there, there, there isn't anybody particularly looking at. Um, I mean, there has been some, there have been some names that are thrown out. Uh, I know everybody's really kind of hoping for Eric Enemy. Um I just don't see that happening. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's got some stuff going on as well behind the scenes that, that you know could be problematic but drew petting is actually the the only other coach that i've heard of he's the current quarterback coach over in cleveland um and uh you know he's you know he's uh, i know i know he and gannon are 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 good friends and um uh that was rumored to be the first hire um amongst uh, the twitter circles yesterday if gannon should get the job so uh, that's probably the name i'd look for
0: Saul Bookman, GM from PHNX, joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Radio. So, Saul, we just talked about Super Bowl 57 and also the new Cardinals head coach. But, man, this past weekend in Phoenix, I mean, we're talking about pretty much like a billion extra dollars in revenue added to the Phoenix economy. Uh, what, was, what was it like from your perspective just being immersed in waste management, Super Bowl 57, and also the Kevin Durant trade and all the hoopla that was in Phoenix?
1: I mean, I, I can't really, I can't really put it into words, you know. I, I mean, as you know, uh, you know, you, have, you and I have gone to the NCAA tournament, um, you know, and I, I think that's probably the biggest thing that 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 I've really ever been a part of. But to have really three seismic events going on all at the same time—well, two of them that were planned, and one of them that was uh, out of nowhere—in Kevin Durant, um, I just. Unbelievable! I mean, and, and just the amount of conversation that was started from the state of Arizona is unlike anything I think I've ever seen, or or may even see again. You just don't have one of the the funnest and coolest golf tournaments in the in the world going on at the same time as one of the biggest sporting events in the world uh, at the same time as one other sport makes in uh, makes news because they trade uh, you know a generational talent, one of the best players in the world. All all around Arizona. It was phenomenal. I was lucky to be part of it, for sure.
0: And what do you make of Kevin Durant now going to the Phoenix Suns? You know, I know that...
1: Well, we're winning the ship, baby. You know what's happening. We're winning the ship. We're going to sweep the Lakers, we're going to sweep the Nuggies, (laughs) and we're going to sweep the Grizzlies, and we're going to win the ship. That's what's happening. Let's go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, you just changed the way I refer to the Denver Nuggets. They will always be the Nuggies now. Um,
1: Oh, they're always the Nuggies. Nuggies. They're always the Nuggies. (laughs)
0: But, you know, at one point, Saul, it looked like, maybe the championship window was a little bit closed because Chris Paul's obviously not getting any younger. You wonder about Devin Booker's health, and DeAndre Ayton, is he, you know, that that guy? But, man, you add in a guy like Kevin Durant, Chris Paul doesn't need to worry about, you know, having to go 14 for 14 in a closeout game. DA, I feel like it takes a little bit of pressure off of him. And you add in Kevin Durant, like, I just, I think that it could, blow up but it can also man the ceiling for this team is obviously championship
1: oh yeah i, I don't think it's going to blow up at all i think these these guys and their blend of of um you know personality i think is the perfect fit for, for kevin durant right now i don't think he listen, nobody that's surrounding him is filled with drama everybody else everybody's pretty drama free in that in that in that locker room so this is a great opportunity plus you got the MIDI committee, um, which, you know, when you look on paper in the history of basketball, this might be the most lethal mid-range combination you've ever seen on the basketball court at the same time. It's truly remarkable. Uh, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant. And then you throw in DeAndre Aiden, who also has a solid mid-range shot. And this this whole thing has complete levels to it. I think the fact that they kept VA was phenomenal. Yeah, um, And it will, can only help. And I, I really do think that the Suns are, are one of the favorites. I'm not going to say that they're the favorite, but because you got to see them play first and see how they gel together. But I have a feeling it's going to be a pretty seamless transition.
0: Now, I don't want you to go like fold John Morant on me right now, Saul. You know, when I ask you, like, hey, who's the, the one team that you think can challenge you in the West? Don't say nobody, because there are a couple of teams. Who do you think is probably uh, I'm not, uh, the biggest test for them? I'm not going
1: to say we. I'm not going to say we good in the West. I'm not. <laughs> we good. Um, I, I will say uh, I think the Nuggets. Uh, you know the the Nuggets. The Nuggets uh, <laughs> might, might, might might give us a little bit of a run, but uh, again, like you know, for for all the the love that that the Nuggets have gotten so far this year, they still haven't done it in the playoffs. You know, yeah. uh, Jamal Murray. You know, what if we had Jamal Murray? Well, you can say what if all you want, but now is the time to prove it, and we'll see if they prove it this year. Absolutely, uh, Jokic has got to come through. Uh, J- uh, Jamal Murray's got to come through, and 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 PJ's got to come through. They got they still got a lot of question marks when it gets to the playoffs. I can see them getting bounced in the first round. I can see them winning the whole thing. Like Absolutely. they're just so unpredictable. So I think if there's one team out there that I, I'm pretty concerned about, at least in the West, it would definitely be the Nuggets.
0: The Nuggets, baby. Saul Bookman. Good nuggies, baby. eat <laughs> <Weed> nuggies. <laughs> 50 piece. Oh, uh, man. Saul Bookman from PHNX, head honcho over there, man. PHNX did a great job all last week, they're, and they're going to continue to do a great uh, job because Kevin Durant, now a member of the Phoenix Suns, man, they got the best Suns coverage in the state. So make sure you follow them at gophnx.com and check them out on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Saul, always appreciate you. Thank you as always.
1: I appreciate it, bud. Thank you.
0: (laughs) The Nuggies. (laughs) They're never going to look into the same. The Denver Nuggies. All right, coming up next on Spears and Ali, let's talk about Arizona Cardinals hiring Jonathan Gannon as their next head coach. More Spears and Ali coming up next. Happy Valentine's Day, you filthy animals. ESPN Tucson has great deals from you from local businesses. For you. Right now you can find half-off deals from Bookstore Southwest Adult Shop, Coffee Exchange Bistro, Allure Medical. And uh, starting this Friday, you can purchase a $50 Miller Surplus gift certificate for just $25. Miller Surplus specializes in outdoor lifestyle gear, the hardcore variety, and it also offers you the largest selection of work boots and work gear in Tucson. I love going into um, Miller's Surplus. Every time I walk into that store, I feel like a feel like I got some extra hair on my chest. I feel like a man's man. It just has that that certain smell to it. Mm-hmm. it just smells like like metal yeah. <laughs> and leather. I got four hairs instead of two. <laughs> exactly, man. Like as soon as I walk in the store, like I feel a couple extra little uh, little hairs is growing on the chest <laughs> and in my armpit. Man, just it's a <laughs> special feeling anytime I go into. Miller Surplus. And uh, they're located at 406 North 6th Avenue, kind of near the downtown area. And if you want to find out the latest half price Friday deals and save some moolah seven days a week, go to espntucson.com. So, coming up later on, we will have uh, coverage of the Phoenix Suns Sacramento Kings game. Uh, No Kevin Durant tonight, obviously. He will be introduced on Thursday as the newest member of the Phoenix Suns. But he is in the Valley. He is practicing. He's with the team. And I got to say, the little bits and clips that we saw of Kevin Durant working out with the Suns, it looks so weird seeing him in that gear. I know that he's a, a guy who has spent time with the Warriors and now obviously the Brooklyn Nets. Doesn't really have a home with one particular franchise, or the one franchise that he was... Building a almost a dynasty. What could have been with Russell Westbrook and James Harden if those guys decided to stay together? But you know, he he left Oklahoma City on his own volition. He wasn't traded there. He left Oklahoma City on his own volition and decided I'm going to sign with the Golden State Warriors and the stacked deck that it is. And they didn't really welcome back KD uh, when KD went back to OKC in games. They were all wearing cupcake shirts and booed him and made sure that he that he was known that he wasn't welcome in Oklahoma City. So he doesn't really he doesn't really identify with one franchise. Yeah, he won a couple of championship championships with the Golden State Warriors, but the Warriors were already the Warriors before Kevin Durant got there. Is this the the opportunity where Kevin Durant can finally become A part of one particular franchise. And one franchise can show him that same love back. I think that could be the case if KD and the Suns were able to win a championship this year. And if they do that, KD will go down as a very prominent sports figure in Arizona sports history. When it comes down to the best sports figures in Arizona sports lore, think about it. Not many championships have been won in Arizona. In terms of pro Four sports. I can count. Pro sports, right? We yeah. got D-Vax, Mercury. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> KD can, can help out with that. Woo, five. We'll see. <laughs> That'll do it for this episode of Spears and Ali. We'll see you tomorrow.